Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Biomass 126. Uh, fortunately, Bait, who is down in the southern regions of the United States, is currently um, partially underwater due to Hurricane Matthew, so he's having some power difficulties and will unfortunately not be able to join us this evening. So it's just the three of us, uh, me, Zell, and Livy. Um, we got some good topics that pretty much Zell put together entirely himself, so uh, thanks for that. But uh, let's go into some shout-outs, starting at the top of the list that Soraya's up. They're not shout-outs or introductions, and I'm sorry. Introductions? Don't, damn it, I, I try. I try. You, you, you could have done the show if you wanted, you know? No, no, I, I, I got okay. it. I, I said they're introductions, and I'm sorry. That's all. I'm done. All right, yeah, and he's having mic issues, so we might yell at him periodically to uh, restart his mic, despite it being new. Uh, Livy, introductions? <laughs> I'm just going to say I am Livy for the night. Okay, well, uh, my co-hosts are boring. Um, <laughs> I am Pokey Draven uh, from OSG Planetary Operations. I obviously write for the blog. I host the show, and uh, I've been heckling people in the dust forums the last couple of days, so I've been having fun with that. But uh, regardless, I uh, want to thank everyone for tuning in, and uh, let's get started with the topics here. So, um, you know, we, we kind of cover a couple movies every week, and uh, <laughs> it's somewhat dust-related, but, uh, you know, back in the day... Um, in the movie John Wick, sir, uh, you know, uh, with Keanu Reeves, they showed a bit of Legion footage. Um, and now John Wick 2 has been announced, uh, John Wick Chapter 2, and a new trailer came out. And, uh, yeah, it looks pretty badass. Uh, no noticeable, uh, <laughs> you know, Eve Legion or, or Nova footage in, in the trailer, obviously. But uh, uh, Zell actually picked this one out. So uh, did you see the trailer, man? What did you kind of think of what you're looking at there? I, I liked it. I mean, the biggest thing that I loved about the first one was kind of this, this universe they put behind you know the, the profession you know, he's this assassin and and there was this whole you know there, there was a hotel and there were there were services for that assassins could use and they, you know it was just it was a really elaborate universe it wasn't just a good action, it was a good action. um but I'm really looking forward to them just expanding that out yeah, I mean, I, I unfortunately have not seen the original, which I know is a, a sin. I actually told Livy the other day, I said, we need to, we need to watch the original John Wick so I, I can participate in, in, in the sequel. Because um, the trailer does look look pretty fun. I mean, it's it's clearly, you know, just Keanu Reeves being an action hero, which is kind of what he should just stick to because he, he does a good job with it. But uh, it, it, looked, uh, it looked flashy. It looked colorful. Um, it it kind of looked hokey, which is usually good for this sort of thing. So I, I think it actually looks like it's going to be pretty pretty fun. I, I'd go and take a look at it. Yeah, with John Wick, at least in the first one, is they, they didn't really overdo it on trying to um, justify it. I mean, the, the original is, and, and you know, you, you've heard it before, is, you know, a man killed a dog and now he's going to kill everyone. <laughs> And that's, I mean, that's all the justification that movie needed, and so I can't imagine that there's going to be a storyline in this one either. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a line in, in the trailer where he's basically says, like, uh, yeah, well, you're going to do this or I'm just going to kill everybody. I'm like, okay, so it's, it's going to be basically the same as before, but, uh, you know, obviously the, the, the the film did quite well in the original running. So I, I think that, you know, it'll, if it sticks to a lot of the things that, you know, you brought up with the universe and, and how it's portrayed and everything that it'll, it'll do quite well for the, the second showing. So, yeah, um, I, I think that'll, that'll be a good one. And that's, that's coming out on February 10th, 2017. So, uh, still a little bit away. We've got a few more months to go, but, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're a fan of the action flicks or Keanu Reeves doing his Keanu Reeves thing, um, probably worth, uh, checking out, especially if you've seen the first one and, uh, enjoyed it. So, 
Uh, another movie that's that's coming out. Um, so, how many of you guys here are a fan of the uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean film? I've always enjoyed only, them. Only number one and like the last one. Yeah, because it's been a, what, a total of four, right, so far. There are there's the, the three kind of made up a a very intention trilogy, and then um, almost everyone except Johnny Depp is missing in the fourth, and the and then um, the big the big thing is that. In the first three, is actually I think we're losing your mic there a bit, but yeah, what, what I got out of that is that there there were four, um, and then uh, this this will be the, the the fifth one in the installments, and and I'm kind of with Livy. I, I really liked the first one. I I was actually really surprised when that first came out because uh, the uh, Haunted Mansion movie came out with the, the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion movie came out around the same time, and that was terrible. Um, and so you know, going into Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm like, ah, oh, crap, this is going to be just more really stupid slapstick stuff. And then it was actually really legitimately good. Um, and the first one was really good. And the ones that followed, I, I, I kind of, eh, you know, whatever. But uh, the, the, the last one was, was really solid, I think. It was, you know, a good story, had a much darker tone, I think, than, than usual. So, you know, the, the new the new trailer looks looks interesting. I mean, I, I know Zell saw Did you take a look at it yet, you know, I, I saw it before. I didn't see the latest one that was linked, but I, I'm i pretty excited for it. Yeah, I mean, it looks like, um, <laughs> I, I guess death is, is what, or it was Captain Sullivan is, is coming for, for Jack Sparrow, but they're, they're effectively corpses. I mean, they're, they're, they're dead, but not like in the sense that um, you saw with the, the cursed pirates in the original one. It's, it's more that they are like specters or, or something. Like they, there's a really cool... Um, visual effect with the hair where they were almost kind of this ethereal floating. It was really weird. It looked very out, um, you know, very um, otherworldly and it looked, it looked pretty interesting. I mean, I thought that was a, a pretty cool visual effect, which is you know something that they've actually kind of excelled with, especially with the first movie that came out. It was just like, holy crap. Like the, the first trailer when, um, you know, uh, Barbosa is speaking and he's talking about ghost stories or whatever. And then he steps into the moonlight and it, it cuts to the CG, you know, skeletal figures. Like, holy mm-hmm. crap. Like, like that looks so cool. And then, um, with, with this one, it, it's, it's, you know, it, not, not quite kind of that, that, that sharp impact, but just the way they looked was kind of like, I want to know more about these, these creatures, these characters, this they look one guy, to me. Like, top half of his head is gone. They look to me like the, um, the, the crew of the Dutchman, actually, from from the second movie. Oh, is that where you think they're taking it? That would make it, sense, actually. It, it looks they looked a lot like them. It looked like the actual characters who had been on the Flying Dutchman, um, you know, earlier in the franchise. And I, I'm not positive on that. I didn't check which actors were involved, but um, that's that's where I I saw the connection there. And they're they're also bringing Orlando Bloom back for this one, so that's actually pretty important. That would actually tie in, like you said, well, well, with you know being related to the Dutchman, since spoiler free. But you know how his character plot it's, line. It's ended, been enough it would, years; it would, you can spoil that one. That's safe. <laughs> that, it's that, safe. That, that he that, that he becomes the you know the captain of, of the Dutchman, so he you know can't uh, you know come on land for I think what ten years or whatever is is the deal. So if this takes place. You know, a little bit further in the future, you could actually see some, some interplay with that, and, and kind of see how his character has changed over the years, as you know, Davy Jones's did, um, from kind of the, the the crap that happens when you are the captain of the Dutchman. If you don't do it right, you turn into you know 
Cthulhu, basically. Uh, which I, I don't I don't think that's the direction they'll take with it, but it will be interesting to see how they, they kind of play that plot line moving forward. Well, and it makes sense, too, because if he comes back, then it's been 10 years, and we all know about the lovely beach scene, so he probably has a kid, probably 10 years old. Well, and, and you know, that would... I, I feel that because that... that with after daddy scene, issues. Oh, God, yeah. My dad might be an octopus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cue every japanese fan fiction ever but um <laughs> it's uh I, I feel that the existence of that after credit scene where you do see um see her standing on the beach with you know their son and i, I looking off at the sea as implying that he is you know coming back after 10 years i mean the, the, the kid is about 10 years old i feel that since that scene exists that they will then make the next one take place after that um to, to you know make that point, you know, further that point that, you know, it, it's, it brings in a new character and then you can have his son and interplay with that and how that's mm-hmm. going to work out since, you know, his, uh, the Orlando Bloom character's interaction with his father was actually really important in the, the Davy Jones saga. Maybe they'd be like a, a Maury episode where they want to really know who the father is. Cause <laughs> <laughs> she oh was, gosh. she was dipping in all the pirates. Oh, yeah. I, I really, started to dislike her character um, in those middle movies. It was just like, uh, you're just kind of a conniving bitch. <laughs> like, you just, you, you, you kind of like her because she's naive in the, in the first one. You're like, okay, yeah, she can kind of kick some ass, you know? And then it just, it turned into this, you know, over-sexualized, you know, manipulative. I'm just like, ah, you know, I, I don't like this anymore. I, you're, you've kind of lost it. But yeah, so that 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 should be good. I mean, Disney for the most part uh, puts out really solid flicks. Um, they they don't tend to let it get through unless it's you know it, even if you didn't like some of the the pirates movies, they, they were of really high production quality. Even if the, the plot didn't quite sit with you, so you know I have faith at the very least so they'll put together a, a really good high quality film and and hope that the story you know uh, matches that quality. So Pirates of the Caribbean, the title is uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Um, the trailer is available on YouTube. And its release date is set for May 26th, 2017 in the U.S. And I guess um, there's a couple countries we're going to have or something like that. It's, it's, they already have a second title that they're going to use. They have a different title? Yeah, there's there are some countries that it will release under a different title. Is that for censorship, or they just don't I, think the name will, I have no idea. will stick? I, I think it probably, because, I mean, I'll, I'll say in, like, China or Japan, sometimes the literal translation makes absolutely no sense to their culture, so it probably is something slightly different. The other thing that I have seen before, too, is, like, um, I don't know if you know this, but they actually have to, like, for World of Warcraft and Overwatch and stuff, they have to remove skulls for, for some countries because they're not allowed to show, like, human remains. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are, there are countries where they literally be like, we actually can't make these dead men have to scrub all the dead stuff from from cut for this, this country. How did they even release the the first movie? That I mean, like half of it was nothing but corpses. I, I don't know if that's what I hear. I just I remember there's like a Heroes of the Storm character has like a skull skin, and they release it in some countries because you're not allowed to show human. 
Yeah, Zelda's having some some mic issues, but yeah, it was just they have to go with creative ways to get around some of those censorship laws, which is you know it, it's something that that exists in in movies and gaming alike. I mean, I know uh, Germany, for example, has uh, very very strict censorship laws for for games, so a lot of stuff has to get edited out just so they can even release it there. Um, they've they've lightened up in in more recent years. I, I think you you tend to see that trend that they're they're kind of loosening the 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 noose on that one, but uh, yeah, it definitely still exists where they have to alter or change things um, to make it, you know, uh, make it be considered, you know, acceptable by the the censoring board in, in those countries. So, or even uh, just be literal. Like, and this isn't one of the examples, but it's just an example, like Finding Nemo, because they'd be like, we don't understand that. It would be like, Dad searches sea to find handicapped son. <laughs> That's the movie title. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're like, we're just going to literally tell you what the heck this movie is about. Well, and, and you also have, like, Japanese, for example, which is a very literal language, like you said, that, um, you know, sometimes that, that we imply things in English that, you know, make sense to us when, when you understand the context after starting to watch the movie. I mean, you, you understand, you know, from trailers and whatnot that, you know, for example, finding Nemo, that he's, Nemo is the son and that he's looking for them. But, you know, that, that may not make sense, you know, in languages that are not as literal or, um, or, or actually more literal, uh, because, again, it's kind of implicit in, in our interpretation of it. So that, that actually makes sense that they have to kind of, uh, um, you know, change that around. And I've seen some actually pretty funny uh, reverse translations where they translate it back into English. And, and like you said, it, it can be very descriptive and, and exceedingly long in, in how they uh, they have to title these films. Okay, so uh, Power Rangers trailer. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to subject you guys to this. This is going to be the it, worst it, thing of 2017. Uh, <laughs> it, the thing is, I don't think it's going to be as bad as the original show, which is not saying much, but I, I think that they're. It the looks like it's taking show a song. for kids. Well, this is for kids too. It's just no. It's, with, no, it's this. This doesn't yeah. look like they're gonna. They're gonna turn this into something. I don't know. It's going to be darker, but kids are used to that now. I mean, it's 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 Power Rangers. No no serious adult is going to go watch this without a kid in tow. But regardless, the the, the trailer looks like it's there. It's no longer you know spandex suits with brightly colored stuff on it. It actually looks like um, you know it, their outfits actually reminded me a bit of the suits that they would wear. Uh, the pilots would wear in Pacific Rim. It kind of had this like. LED glowing, very colorful, armored look to it. It's a little more, you know, sci-fi and, and you know, not so much a, you know, cheesy, you know, Japanese production sort of thing. But Livy, I mean, we, we we took a look at that. I mean, what do you what do you think? I mean, it's it's taking a darker tone, but I mean, do you think it's going to be any good, or is it going to be, you know, just another kind of throwaway film? I think I think it's going to be good. I mean, they're going in the right direction with it. Um... And most people that go to see it are going to be adults. And I don't think it's going to be like a fiasco where parents took their five-year-olds to Deadpool. But, um... Oh, God, <laughs> that shit was hilarious. I think, I, I think it's going to be a good movie, but I'm, I'm staying fairly optimistic on that one because I liked Power Rangers. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, let me put it this way. It is for kids, but I think it's also targeted for you know, young adults that actually watch Power Rangers, you know, when they were, they were young and it was a little bit before me. So I wasn't really into it. Um, but you know, people a little bit older than me, um, I could definitely see kind of the nostalgia kicking in if they could, you know, kind of update it and modernize it and make it feel a little more relevant that it would actually be, uh, you know, enjoyable if 
you go in it with the understanding that it's a Power Rangers movie. I mean, it's just not going to be exactly um, hard hitting topics. It's going to be probably, you know, Power Rangers. I mean, I, I know, Zell, that you, you to be the worst thing ever, but what did you think of the trailer just in, in terms of it being a trailer and how it looked and whatnot? I, I don't know. It's, it's, it was one of those just like, the whole thing is it's a teaser technically. It doesn't really show you much about the story or anything and and it's they they kinda like uh, like they totally morph into the thing and then they just cut it right there so that they can you know, that's the tease. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. I just you know, these are all apparently this is the this was uh the New York Comic Con and before all these things were released, so um in and on my list. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It's, uh, again, it, it definitely, it, it, for people that were big fans, you know, when they were a lot younger, it, it definitely uh, is going to be something that they'll, they'll probably go and see. Um, I don't expect it to be, you know, crazy popular, but I think it'll probably do well enough, if only based on the nostalgia alone. Okay, anything else on that before we move along? Okie dokie. So, um, kind of moving away from... Uh, movies for right now. Uh, it looks like that the we, we talked about it a bit before with these the clone state changes coming to Eve Online and uh, met with, they've met with the CSM and they've kind of gone over some of their thoughts and, and their feelings and they've you know there's a lot of concerns that were in my opinion quite valid um, raised about uh, the clone states which is effectively kind of that time that, that no time limit trial that you can go into Eve Online and you can try. Um, to play the game and you can train up through certain levels of ships um, and you're kind of limited to what kind of skills you can train out high you can train them so it's it's similar to um, what they had before but it allows you to go a little bit deeper but it's not quite as wide in what you can train so you know it, it's going to give people a good opportunity to try and actually give the game a good shot beyond the 14 to 21 day trial they had before which was you know uh, not long enough but regardless the CSM met with uh, CCP and they raised some concerns about um, I think one of them was uh, suicide ganking. Um, if those of you who don't play EVE Online, suicide ganking is when you um, effectively know that you're in a high sex space, and if you try to kill somebody, you will be blown up by Concord, but there is a time delay when that happens. So what you do is you intentionally attack someone who thinks they're safe, and you just do as much damage as you can and blow them up before Concord arrives, and then you will be killed. There's there's no way you can avoid it, but it's a, it's a quick way to, to kill someone in a high security space that... Um, you know, would otherwise be safe from, from other uh, things that are dangerous. But with the opportunity to, you know, run these alpha clones, these free characters, you could actually, you know, train up multiple accounts quite easily to make these suicide gankers and anonymously kill people with really no repercussion because it would never actually be related to your original character. Um, and that was a big concern. So they're, they're kind of uh, taking a look at that and, and seeing you know, how things play out, but it might kind of come down to where they have to lock alpha clones out from being able to uh, commit crimes. Because you can, there's kind of a security system in EVE where you can set it so prevent me from committing a crime so you don't accidentally steal something or blow somebody up or attack somebody, um, and you can turn that off. And that just might be locked into the on position where you, you can't actually do these things to kind of help curb, you know, a, a potential rampant um uh, increase in crime rates for, for the use of alpha clones. Another one that they were kind of concerned about was um, multi-boxing, and um, you know, it's a pretty common practice in EVE Online, that you, you have multiple characters that, you have multiple clients running multiple characters at the same time, and you can do things that would otherwise be you know, impossible to do by yourself, but let's say you're, you're mining, you can have your mining ship, and then you can have like a, a hauler 
grabbing the ore from the mining ship and taking it back to station. It basically allows you to be a lot more efficient than you normally would. Um, and they didn't really want the use of alpha clones to really run rampant and allow people to do this without actually paying for the game. Um, so they, they might kind of add a restriction where however the launcher works, it, it will detect, you know, if you're running um, like a paid account, you can't run an alpha clone account at the same time. It'll lock you out of that. If you find some way around it, that is like a bannable offense. So again, they're just trying to not disrupt the economy too much by allowing people to suddenly have instant access to a lot of different characters simultaneously, um, which I think is a, a pretty valid uh, concern as well. Yeah, there's some changes with how um, implants work. I, I think that they it allows like uh, alpha clones to have a jump clone, um, which is pretty important if you want to operate in lower or lower null sec. Um, you you kind of want to have a jump clone to, to get back to high sec. So I think that's that's probably a reasonable thing to, to let them have. Otherwise, you, you're really really limited to a point where you aren't really getting a true you know, taste of what it's like. Um, without that ability. Uh, some changes to some of the skills they can train. They raised some some max ceilings. They lowered some 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 max ceilings to kinda you know make sure that you can actually get a proper feel for a role without, you know, uh, having too much access and being becoming too powerful. Because again, it's a trial. They don't really want you to be able to reach the same level as an Omega clone, but they still want you to, be able to get up there to feel like, okay, yeah, this is something I actually enjoy doing and and want to actually, you know, pursue if you do have to start paying for your character. And then there's like the, a couple of scattered things, like uh, allowing the API to detect what clone state someone's in, so you can uh, find out if the person you're recruiting is is subscribed or not, and uh, not being able to refuel star bases and attacks on manufacturing, so that alpha industry players are not competitive. Yeah, it looks like they're also they're allowing uh, skill extraction from alphas, which is kind of interesting. I guess it would allow you to spin up alpha clones to you know uh generate sp and then you could extract it with flex to you know inject into your um into your uh omega or whatever to kind of help boost it up yeah that, that's the kind of other one that they're, they're they're looking at like this might be an issue with sp farming they don't want it to be you know a problem but it it probably will become a problem from well you know past well, experience here, but here's the thing though is that they are saying that skill extraction will not be allowed to be used on alpha set skills so if your character's like oh. an alpha now because you let your account lapse like I'm totally going to, um, you could still extract skills you currently can't learn or use because you're an alpha and sell them to someone else. That that seems much more reasonable because you, you couldn't you basically you can extract ex excess SP to, to transfer, but it can't extract any of the SP you would be able to get from a free account. Okay. That that okay, that's that's reasonable. I'll 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 buy that. That's that's not as abusable because you've you've technically already paid for those skills by having an Omega clone active. So I'll I'll buy that. But yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it on the changes that they came up from the uh, the, the CSM uh, summit on the the clone states. I, I think again, this is going to be a real good thing for for Eve Online. I, I always was kind of dissatisfied with the way they had their trial set up, so I think this like should be a good thing. And for those people who really want to read it, there was actually, I believe, a, the extended notes for the entire summit, which, as usual, is incredibly long and boring, and has most of the interesting things, like, stripped out and, read, you know, covered in black ink or whatever. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably not going to be too interesting unless you're actively playing EVE Online, but uh, the clone states are definitely worth your time to kind of look into if you are considering playing EVE. Um, 
in the near future and or, or don't play but are considering going back um it's it's definitely worth kind of brushing up on how this new system is going to work okie dokie so uh gunjack um gunjack was uh, a game that was released for the samsung vr gear um i have actually played it extensively on my brother's vr gear headset it's that's the one with the the cell phone that clips into the headpiece and uh so Gunjack was basically, uh, you, you play the role of a type of character called a Gunjack, which is someone who mans a defensive turret on an ore mining rig out on the outer rim. So your, your job is to basically shoot down pirates that come up and try to blow up your ship to steal your stuff. Um, and, you know, I've talked to it in the past. I, th- I think it was a really small, simple game. Um, I don't think it probably took many people to actually make it, but it was well put together. Um, it gave a great um, experience for, for trying out, um, you know, VR. It was a really, really good um, opening game. I think it actually is the top-selling game for the Samsung uh, VR gear still. Um, 10 bucks price uh, might be a little high, depending on how much you play it. It's a little limited on content, but uh, it was really solid. So um, that was, a, that was a, a pretty good game, especially if you just bought the headset or got it with, like, a phone package. Um, but the news is, is that Gunjack 2, um, End of Shift, is actually coming out for uh, the Google Daydream VR. And that is the is exclusive game for the Google Daydream, um, which is Google's VR headset coming out. Um, and I think it's coming out in November, 20, 20, November 2016. So that's actually coming out pretty quick here. And that's going to be a launch title for uh, that headset but now. Bear, bear in mind that, additionally, the uh, Daydream technically standard thing that other phones can have, but right now the only phone that will um, be compatible is Google's knockoff iPhone, the Pixel. Okay, so the Daydream is basically the equivalent of the VR gear and then the Pixel is what clips into it. Is that, is that kind of the way they're taking it initially? Yes, that's exactly what they're doing. And okay. um, they're, they say that other phones can be compatible with it and can be certified for uh, Daydream. But that right now the day, the pixel is the which is coming out in November as well, uh, or maybe shipping this month. I don't remember. Uh, is the only phone currently capable of uh, using that platform? I gotcha. I I, I laugh if you look at the website. It actually says that uh, Gunjack Two End of Shift is the sequel to the critically acclaimed and best-selling VR shooter set in the universe Gunjack, which is funny because I'm not sure how you have a sequel for a game that doesn't actually have a story. But uh, you know, um, I imagine it's probably uh, much of the same. Uh, I know that one thing that they're they're kind of trying to add with Gunjack Two is somewhat of a. Uh, I don't want to say procedurally generated mission set, but basically you get new missions on a periodic basis so you can actually try it out. That was a big problem that I have with Gunjack is that you basically blew through the missions and you were done. I mean, you could redo it on higher difficulties and try to get you know, achievements and whatnot, but it was still the same mission more or less. You just had less you know, room for error. But I think that this will allow kind of some, some proper replayability and, and probably some, some community um, interaction and whatnot. Like, hey, who can get the highest score on this, this month's mission or whatever? I think that'll actually be probably a good thing. Though I don't think that the gameplay is going to be all that different, which is understandable. It, it, looks like, be, it, looks, it looks like they maybe have more abilities that you can choose from. If you look at some of the screenshots on the site, they've got kind of this panel of four abilities in the bottom of the screen, and um, it looks like there are a different set of abilities in different screenshots, so there might be a little bit of customization, what type of gun you get to fire or something like that. Yeah, and I mean, that's, that's CCP has kind of got, you know, it nailed down with the whole fitting system, and I, I can actually see that you, you've got your turret, you can fit it with different abilities and equipment and whatnot, I think that's actually a pretty logical um, 
the direction to take it because I again that's that's one part of their games I really like is that that level of customization where you're playing with the numbers and trying to get the perfect little fit to, to optimize and, and and do your thing and I think that you know bringing that in would actually be a really really good idea I kind of hope they do take it that direction oh and it, it is saying that there there are cinematic cutscenes in this one okay so then they might actually have a bit of a story because I mean the, like I said, it the says original... st- yeah it says immerse yourself in storytelling cinematic cutscenes featuring featuring the Kubera's crew. So now we have a ship name, too. Okay, I, I think they might have a ship name before, because, I mean, there is an opening cutscene, which is actually very, very cool in, in Gunjack, where um, you're you're kind of looking at this, this asteroid belt, and this voice comes on and basically says, you know, hey, it looks like a bunch of rocks, but, you know, in there, there's there's more wealth than you could ever imagine or whatever. But as you're looking at it, um, facing forward, you start to see kind of the edges of a ship coming around on all sides of the screen. And if you actually look over your shoulder behind you um, with the VR headset, uh, you can actually see this massive ore ship kind of coming towards you, and you kind of pass through the middle of it. Like, it's it's actually a very epic um, intro. And, and that's kind of all the only really story I got from it is, hey, you're here to defend us, and we're going to make lots of money. It's going to be great. Um, but uh, you know, if they're going to kind of take it to actually have a a bit of a storyline, I think that'll actually be kind of fun. Um, I mean, Eve has always never really had a central storyline; it's always kind of been tied up in lore, and you know, you've got little blurbs of story here and there. And I think that if this kind of becomes one of those little bits of lore um, where they might reference Gunjacks, you know, in Eve or in Valkyrie or whatever, um, that would actually be pretty cool. To kind of again, world building is 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 always good. I think. I like their their teaser. <laughs> it's uh, actually features no gameplay. It, it's actually just kind of a kind of a cool CGI pan over the, the actual turret. I was I was kind of hoping they give us more than that, but it's it's a really short thirty second uh, look at you know the pod you're actually in. But there are some cool screenshots. Like Zell said, there's there's definitely some abilities that are uh, kind of showing in the bottom, like a little missile and, and other kinds of cool stuff. So um, you know it, it looks similar to, to Gunjack. It looks a little bit cleaner, maybe. You know, they might have updated the graphics a bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that if you... The thing is, if you've played Gunjack 1, you probably won't play 2, because you probably have a Samsung phone which is not compatible with the uh, the Google headset, and vice versa. If you're planning on buying a Google, you may not have you know the Samsung, since you're kind of encouraged to stick with one brand over the other, because they're you know compatible moving forward with that headset. Yeah, but nobody's... So, but that is true (laughs) google right now has the benefit of the doubt that their phone is not going to actually detonate on your face while you are playing the game so uh you know that 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 might be a a good selling point that hey our phone will blow up while you're you're actually shooting stuff which is it's just great it's a whole new level of immersion you shoot stuff in the game and and it explodes literally you can on your face. Feel the heat. You can feel the heat from the ships burning into your eyeballs as you blow them up, and then your phone melts and, and takes off your face. But hey, at least it'll be really immersive for that first. I mean, that that's the top tier VR capability right there. <laughs> right. Um, so enough about Gunjack. But uh, another big one coming up is uh, for VR um, is Eve Valkyrie. Um, it is. Uh, Got some new stuff coming. It's also coming out on, on PlayStation VR next week. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're kind of running this uh, this Joint Strike update release coming October 6th. So I guess that's, um, you know, already. but uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff coming out with that one. Um, so big, big key points is that um, 
cross-platform uh, support is going to be there. It, you can play on PlayStation VR, and you can play against people playing on PC, so that's pretty badass. And no one can complain about controller input because you're all wearing a VR headset. There's no mouse and keyboard involved. Um, I'd actually probably prefer, you know, I mean, I guess there is a mouse and keyboard to some extent, but I think I'd actually prefer a controller in this case for, for a flight simulator. What do you think? I mean, um, as, as far as everything I can tell, is Valkyrie's always been optimized for controller. I don't, I, that's what they gave fan When you try to fan fuss, you're saying that they had a they had a controller. That was that was controllers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they didn't I set everyone up with a mouse and keyboard. No, it was it was all controllers. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I played it in uh, in E Vegas a couple years back. That was the the laser focus E Vegas. But I did get a chance to to kind of um, get in the line for for E Valkyrie, and they they had me playing on an Xbox controller, and that was uh, it, it. Felt good. I mean, that was that was really early. I mean, that was Oculus Rift DK one, but they they had me playing on a PC with a with an Xbox controller. So and, and that felt good. You can't look down keys and slide your you, you know that's. You're killing me with your mic, dude. You're really breaking up pretty bad. We'll have to have him unplug his mic again. But uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, again, I think it, it's probably one of those things that you'd want to play with either a joystick or um, a controller. It, it feels good with the controller. I mean, I, I also tried Valkyrie on PlayStation VR um, at Best Buy when they were running that. Uh, they actually still might be running it, running the um, kind of the, the VR experience. So you go out and give it a shot and, and try the different games. And it felt good. You know, I, I think it felt good. So the crossplay will probably be fine. Um, I think you might almost be at an advantage if if you've got a controller, but uh, you know, that that kind of depends on your personal preference. Uh, another thing they're adding for Valkyrie is the calm alert wheel. So it's kind of basically a thing where you can you know press a button and and, and kind of flick to uh, like a like a scroll like a wheel on the screen. You can kind of select what you want to issue for commands like here, go over here, target that, follow me, blow this thing up. You know, I need reps or whatever that sort of thing. Um, it's kind of like Overwatches, I've been told. So you know that that'll actually probably be pretty good because again. While these kinds of games are best played on comms, not everyone wants to play on comms or may not have the ability to. So it, it would be good to have uh, kind of a voiceless commands you can you can send to each other and, and try to kind of help bridge that gap. And it's better, anyways, to just see that on the HUD. I mean, it's you know the options they're showing here are thanks, group up, on my way, defend, attack, and the three objective letters. And those objective and those have icons that can actually show up in your your heads up display. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I think in that setting, it, it'd probably be a little bit easier to handle than, uh, say, uh, like it was in Dust. Like they were a little underutilized in Dust, but I, I think that this this sounds like it'd be much more um, fluid for the gameplay, and you can actually you know, use it without feeling like you're going out of your way to issue awkward commands on what to do through a top-down menu and stuff. So I think it'll do well. Uh, another uh, thing they're adding is daily challenges. This looks just like daily missions from Dusk, pretty much. You get like three options you can pick from, and you get a reward for you know XP or, or currency or whatever for uh, for completing the challenges. So you know that again, kind of kind of drawing from from Dusk. That was probably one of the, in many cases, one of the um, more successful additions they made. You know, post Fan Fest for Dusk was those daily missions to kind of give you something else to kind of focus on rather than just grinding the same missions over and over again. Uh, they're also adding new paint jobs, which I think is kind of one of their. Uh, I think I think they monetize those. You can actually buy skins for your ship, and you can earn some in game as well. Um, just kind of personalize your ship, make it a little bit different. You know, I, I think that's that's probably a good direction to go in general. I, I think that you know, people love to color their spaceships, and no matter what game you're playing, so uh, that's always.
And uh, <laughs> this this is the weird one. We were kind of uh, joking about it before the show. But um, as you know, in EVE Online, the uh, currency is spelled I-S-K, and it's pronounced ISK. Um, in the Valkyrie, it is apparently a different currency called VISK, or V-I-S-K, um, which I think is actually kind of interesting. I'm not sure if that's new development or something we hadn't picked up on before. But, uh, I mean, what do you think, Zell? I think that this is almost them trying to maybe avoid the issue we saw with uh, with Dust, where Dust players obviously used ISK, but then they had to say, well, but you're not allowed to transfer your ISK with EVE ISK because the you know the differential in, in how the currency is, is produced is, is so high that it wouldn't make sense. You'd, you'd break the market. Um, so I, I almost wonder if they're, they're kind of being clever, and it's called ISK, but it's Valkyrie ISK, basically, and it's a separate currency that is equivalent within the universe, sort of, but not exactly the same, so you can avoid that argument of it should be transferable between the games. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I've lo- I long advocated for Dust Currency to get a different name. Um, for DISC? I, I would not have suggested DISC. Um, he, he wanted disc. <laughs> no, and I think Visk is a dumb name to be honest. But um, now you know. So is, is the new game going to have Nisk? I I, Nisk, I don't know. Yeah. It feels like it or, should, or, doesn't it? Or or Pisk or whatever whatever name they come up with will have to have a, a consonant for the first letter. So it, it actually doesn't sound weird when they tack it on the front of this. But yeah, I mean, the, the Valkyrie is. It's unfortunate because it is a game that I've I've had a, I've had a chance to play several times and it, it's been fun on on multiple platforms. But I think my reluctance comes from the current state of VR headsets in general. I mean, you've got the the Vive, you've got the Oculus Rift, you've got PSVR, you've got Samsung VR gear. Now you've got the the, the Google headset, the Google Daydream. Um, where, where does it kind of end? I mean, it's, it's kind of my concern is that it's like you've got all these headsets moving forward. Well, <clears throat> as everyone knows, when new technology comes on to, uh, you know, onto a market, you HD DVD to, owners get screwed. Yeah, mm-hmm. if, if you're HD DVD, if you are Betamax, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get boned when Gen Two comes out. And I mean, you've already got Oculus Rift talking about Gen Two, you know, Oculus Rift Two or whatever, and and they'll push it out. I mean. It, I, I think that you pay a premium for being an early adopter of anything. I mean, not even, if, even if you're not part of a Kickstarter, the fact that you are buying the first gen of a new technology, you're going to pay a lot more. And I mean, it's a big investment. I mean, you've got 400 bucks for the, the PSVR, 500 if you if you want the kind of whole bundle, which you probably will get because you, you want the whole experience. It's, you know, 600 for, for the Oculus Rift. And then it's, it's like another like 175, I think, for the, the, the hand controller. So yeah. It, it's up there. It's almost $800 once you get the whole experience. The Vive comes with hand controllers. That's $800. I mean, that's a lot of money. I mean, that's that's a, a lot of cash you're putting down on technology that is... You don't know if it's going to be... Soon. Because everyone has to have their exclusive titles to their, their headset. And, you know, even if you get the exclusive... It expires. They all have different controls. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm really reluctant. I was I was kind of on the the, the VR headset, the PSVR headset for a while. It's like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna do it, and you know, I want to be part of it. It's gonna be cool. And then I'm I'm, I'm playing it. And I'm like, well, this looks good, but you know, I could tell the resolution is could be a lot higher. So maybe I, I do want to get an Oculus. Well, I want the hand controllers. So maybe I want to get a V. If okay, well, that's eight hundred dollars. You know, I I I don't want to pay eight hundred dollars for a VR headset. So. It's it's unfortunate because I want to play games like Valkyrie. I mean, VR is is really cool. It's really fun. Um, 
you know, I, I've had a lot of fun playing my brother's, you know, uh, Samsung Gear VR, um, which has its, you know, obviously severe limitations. There's so much processing power you can push with the phone before you either one melt it or two run out of battery in five minutes. Because I mean, those things get hot when they're they're really you know pushing a lot of 3D graphics. But at the same time, I I don't know. I, I just don't want to jump on it too early. I, I feel like I'm going to be spending a lot of extra money taking a risk I don't need necessarily because. The one I pick might be the wrong one. I don't want to be HDDVD. I don't want to be the the, the you know the 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 Betamax guy. I want to be you know the VCR. I want to be the the the, the Blu-ray. You know, and I think it might be safer just to kind of wait for me because you know I don't have the you know, disposable income to potentially buy a second one um, because I picked the wrong one. And uh, unfortunately, you're going to miss out on a lot of these kind of cool exclusives like you know. Um, Valkyrie and uh, the VR arena that CCP is coming out with that looks really cool. Um, Zell got to try that. I'm, I'm kind of jealous of the the disc battle you got to do with the uh, cross back in fact. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I, and I think that VR will be successful in the long run. Um, I, I think that even if you ignore the gaming aspect of it, the ability to you know process data or the advantage of being able to work in a virtual space or even just education, um, VR will work. I mean, the, the headsets will be used for something, um, even if they aren't compatible with games. Now, I think they are compatible with games. I'm just, I'm leery to jump on it at this point, you know? I mean, what do you, what do you guys think? Did my mic cut? Uh, yeah, you're back, though. Okay. Um, you know, as much as I personally want to do VR, um, I like watching to see which ones actually, uh, stand the test of time. You know, I'm one of those people that waits a generation for the iPhone because I want to see what happened, what's messed up with it. So, um, just kind of sitting back and, you know, plus I don't have the money to go spend on all that. So it's good to know exactly what I want. Uh, if I ever do want to put that kind of money on that. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I totally get that. And that's why, you know, I encourage people to actually don't dismiss the the cell phone ones too quickly. Um, since a lot of, uh, like, packages you get with Samsung now come with the headset. Um, and even if you buy it outright, I think it's only $100, which is still a lot of money. But if you really, really want to try VR, um, you aren't going to get these high AAA games, you know, on, on the Samsung necessarily, but you do get to try it out. You get to see all the kind of cool stuff you can do, the, the virtual reality videos, um, some of the small phone games like Gunjack. Um, you know, a, a lot of it is actually really badass. Yeah. You know? And I, I do encourage people to kind of keep an eye out for that sort of stuff because I think that is a good entry point. There's lower cost. I mean, it's 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 25% of what the lowest, you know, higher tier VR headset's going to be with the PlayStation VR. Um, and I think it's definitely worth giving it a shot if you're really passionate about it. But, you know, if you if you can wait at the same time, I, I think that the technology isn't going to go away. I think it's going to be successful. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about getting on it too early. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. One more thing on that, though, is that, uh, so, again, um, Valkyrie is going to be a launch title for PlayStation VR. And as, I, as we said before, it is cross-play, so you will have lots of people play with um, on both PlayStation and on the, the PC version of the game. But that is coming out on uh, October 13th. That's going to be this Thursday it's coming out. And that's um, the, the PlayStation VR is dropping on that day, and the game is coming with it. So, Or not, not with it, but it's coming on the same day. So, you know, it's if, again, if you haven't already pre-ordered, but you really want to jump on it, I'm not sure if they're still available. You have to check on that. Um, chances are, if you are buying it, you've already you know, pre-ordered it. So, uh, But regardless, you know, keep an eye out for more Valkyrie stuff. I, I think this is a game that will probably be sticking around for quite some time. Um, 
Obviously, CCP is very invested in VR, um, and I, I think rightfully so. I think that they, they will do well by kind of spearheading the pro the the, the industry. Uh, obviously, done very well with Gunjack being the top selling game on on the the Samsung store. Um, but yeah, they'll 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 probably continue to support this because if you're in first and you're willing to take the risk, and they've definitely taken the risk, um, it'll probably pay off in the end, and they can keep supporting it and coming out with with new games that'll that'll be uh, worth your while if you do decide decide to hop on the VR train at a later date. So moving along, uh, Zell has been doing uh, a little bit of dev stalking, which is normally what we leave for for Jadic to to you know dig around and, and delve into the personal lives of developers. But do you want to tell us a bit about what's going on with uh, some of our friends over at CCP? Yeah. So um, the the two devs that I noted um, some are um, CCP Aquahead, which is um, he he was heavily involved in some of the matchmaking work uh, for Dust. Um, actually moving on to Eve, which is uh, and so he's he's moving to Iceland, and that's a um, kind of interesting thing to me because he's not uh, he's not a native English speaker. Um, he has uh, you know a little he's need a, a little bit of help sometimes in the translation department. Um, and so it's it's actually surprising me that he's going to Iceland, where you know he there's he may even have some depth there that he has difficulty communicating with, but uh, you know. If his English has gotten better, I mean, English is pretty common among almost every guy I ever encountered in Iceland. Um, but, uh, you know, for him, it's, it's a big step up, I'm sure. Um, but I was watching that. And then uh, the other one is. We're losing you, buddy. You'll have to kind of reset your mic there. Yeah, obviously, Zell's breaking up a bit. Uh, but yeah, Awkward uh, he he posted on Twitter. Um, on October 7th, saying my 4,610th tweet, leaving for Iceland on the 12th, joining a real EVE Online dev team this time. I'll live and die with EVE, fly safe. It seems a little <laughs> a little um, jabby there. It's it's almost like, well, I was working at DOS, but that wasn't really a real EVE Online dev team. It was, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't so much of a DOS fan. But uh, yeah, it'll be hey. interesting to see how he does in Iceland, given the language barrier. Um. Yeah, and so then the other thing was uh, CCP Logic Loop, who is um, our wonderful level designer who, who created some of the, the greatest maps that uh, I had the pleasure of playing on in Dusk. Um, he posted a picture of some Unreal Engine blueprints, which are presumably is presumably a screenshot of some coding for, for Nova. Um, Unreal actually has a very graphical programming methodology, which is why the, there's this um, fancy diagram with curvy lines all over it. Um, and clearly what we can discern is that Nova has consoles on it because um, it has things that it detects when you're near a console in this code. Yeah, I mean, that's that's obviously the most news we've gotten um, about Nova in some time is that we can confirm that consoles uh, are in the game and that we should all be excited for this. We, we don't have consoles. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it's there's the actual descriptive notes in this in this screenshot are obviously not enough to tell us anything really interesting otherwise he wouldn't have posted it <laughs> but uh yeah there's consoles and then there was from a previous screenshot we guessed that uh perhaps there are lifts maybe these are consoles that control lifts i don't know oh geez you're kind of speculating there buddy <laughs> uh yeah no it, it just so just make sure everyone who's who's not really paying attention 
there are consoles in the game. The game is not on a console, so don't don't start freaking out thinking that they're putting it on the PS4. But, uh... <laughs> That's a, that is an important <laughs> distinction. <laughs> you know, for, for all this is part of the you know the objective hacking mechanic or something because obviously there there were consoles already. So. We, we we could we could troll him and then take the uh, his blueprint screenshot here and, and there's a, a little box that says detect near console and then I could draw a line from that that says um, detect near console and then slash port to PC uh, <laughs> for when it knows what I, players are I, playing. I, I think you need to do that. I, I think I'm going to do that, and then you know, Logical will never speak to me again for being an asshole. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, no, I've, I've actually talked to Logic Loop on, you know, a little bit of the past and on a personal note. He's he's actually a really, really chill guy, and that certainly comes through um, uh, when he speaks to the community and just in, in broad. I mean, he's actually been very, very active on the uh, the Dust Forms currently. I mean, he can't talk about much, but he is on there saying, like, yeah, I'm working on stuff, and like, I can't disclose, you know, all of this information, but, you know, we're... It's coming along nicely, and people will still insist within the same thread that he posted this that the game is not under development; it has been canceled. But you know, the the, the salt is 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 so deep in that community that you know you can't really uh, you can't really get around it. But yeah, logically, this is actually a really really legit guy, and he he's been doing his best to to talk when he can about what he can, you know, which I think is definitely appreciated by people. It doesn't really you know, get rid of a lot of the concerns people have given the nature of Nova and whatnot, but I think it does kind of help that someone who is working in the project is actually speaking to them and, and they haven't been totally forgotten. So, you know, uh, he's a pretty cool dude and it's, I'm glad to see that he is doing what he can to, to get some information out there, even if it is like Zell said, I mean, the, the blueprint is so zoomed out that you can't read anything except some very broad uh, comment tags, which don't tell you anything other than that consoles are in the game. So, you know, it's it's not much, but it does kind of show intent, and I I, I will uh, applaud him for that. All right, guys. Um, were there any other topics you guys wanted to, to cover this week before we kind of bring it in for close? I know we're running a little um short, but uh, we, we've had some long episodes in the last couple of weeks, so I, I think we'll be okay. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Issues this episode, so it's been kind of yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have to figure out um Zell's mic, and, and I I think I got the Twitch thing working last week. Um. It, uh, it it actually pulled the Soraya Zell and managed to edit out just my voice, but everyone else was in there. So um, it was it I'm, auto I'm, edited out Pokey for me. I didn't yeah, do it myself. It, it was great. Apparently, I'm the most annoying that Twitch couldn't handle it, so it pulled my voice. But uh, uh, I think I fixed it. But if not, again, I, I do apologize. I'm I'm still kind of figuring out a lot of the streaming stuff. So you know, it, it is um, an ongoing process. And I appreciate your patience and everyone who's provided feedback. Um, for uh for the streaming and whatnot uh what i will say is thank you for everyone who has um replied to our survey we put out at biomass.net slash survey um we got some good responses but we do want more so if you you know get on there and there's like i think like five or six seven questions something like that it's real, it's real short six questions. Crazy. six questions okay um just uh, just kind of telling us what you like what we can do to improve um what you want to see more of i know that one of the big responses was that we wanted to see more of uh ccp related news so we're going to try to kind of uh you know, filter that in um we might have kind of a, a dust 514 uh podcast come up in the near future just to kind of let them come on and tell their stories and whatnot uh but yeah we, we are trying to take your feedback so if you could go to www.biomass.net slash survey and fill that out for us we'd be really appreciated so thanks for everyone that has done that and, and please get on there and do it if you have not um but yeah anything quick guys before we go into uh shout outs okay i think we're good then so um 
Zell, you know you're up, man. You're at the top of the list. First to shout out when you give my and his shout out is totally garbled. So we're gonna go to Libby first. <laughs> Libby, do you have shout out? Uh, yes, I'll translate. Actually, I I don't really have a, a shout out that people would uh, care about, but um, the makers of the Spot Bot, I really want to just give them a nice warm hug that I've effectively cleaned three spots uh, on the floor while on this podcast, and I didn't have to touch it. <laughs> it is useful for three-year-olds that love to spill everything on the floor no matter what they're doing, right? Right. Yeah, you know, when they try doing finger art on the carpet with their pudding. Oh, it's an insult. <laughs> okay. okay. It's, it's, they make, they good, make hardware. good hardware. Yeah, it's it's not bad. It's heavy, but it's not bad. <laughs> as, right, as we so transition like into working. the household part of the show. Um, no, um, yeah, so my shout-out is to a video that I will put in the show notes um, because it amused me. It's it's the, a guy who is writing out Hurricane Matthew in the most metal way possible. Um, he's standing in the middle of the street half-naked American flag headbanging to metal. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised that they allowed videos of bait to be you know posted like that. I mean, he is <laughs> he is under 18 still, so I mean he's mostly well, naked. I'm I'm kind of concerned about this. Yeah, it's, it's shirtless. It's okay. Um, okay. But, okay. Yeah. Please, please actually do leave. Don't get extra burden on services. Thank you very much. That, that was Bell Zell uh, speaking in German, but basically saying if, if you are under orders to evacuate because you are in the affected areas of Hurricane Matthew, please get the hell out. Um, you, you're you're, you're going to die. Um, I mean, we, we, we joke about it, but it is actually very serious stuff. So make sure you're being responsible if you are in an area affected by it. I mean, I know that Bait, uh, Bait isn't in the, the immediate danger, but he is definitely... Um, in an area that, that is experiencing a lot of extreme weather. So, you know, he's, he's playing it safe and, uh, and doing what he can to, to stay safe. So I want to make sure everyone out there who is in those areas to do the same and, and do try to stay responsible about what you're, what you're doing out there. Um, as for me, uh, a couple shout outs. I'm going to give a shout out to CCP Logic Loop. Um, I talked to, with him on Discord um, the other day, and he's, again, like I said, a really chill guy. And I, I do want to give a shout out for being more vocal on the, on the forums. I think it is much appreciated and uh, provides some, some good quotes. He's a pretty funny guy. Um, so, you know, shout out to him. And uh, crap, I forgot my other one. So I guess let's move along. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, shout out to, to CCP Logic Loop. So I want to thank him for that. Um, and again, shout out to everyone who. Uh, uh, respond to our, our our survey again. We we really like that. We are we are taking your your feedback seriously. Um, at least for the serious feedback we got, there were some some pretty joke jokey ones in there. But uh, you know, I, I want to thank everyone for doing that. So, uh, but yeah. With that being said, uh, as usual, if you want to be on the show, if you want us to talk about something on the show, feel free to email any of us. Um, Pokey.draven at gmail, or you can just do Soraya at biomass.net. Um, you can also get us on Twitter at, um, at PokeDraven or at uh, OCD Trekkie. Um, we're both available. Just let us know. Um, I, I do get some emails from people periodically, so I mean, I, I know it's out there. So um, just shoot me an email and we'll, we'll get you on the show or, or talk about whatever you want. Uh, but again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, please let me know if the Twitch stream is working. Um, it should 
hopefully record as well. So check out the recording and, and tell me if your feedback on that, if it is working or not. Or if you're listening to us through our website stream, uh, just let me know how that is, and we'll, we'll do our best to try to improve it. So thank you for tuning in. And uh, again, I hope you all have a great night, and uh, be safe.